Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Doctor Marketing Tips podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, alongside Jennifer. Hey guys! And uh, today we want to take a few minutes and talk to you about a few simple ways you can increase appointment requests on your website right now. So when we were um, looking at putting this episode together, I was, um, you know, considering, you know, how often is it that we are updating websites for our clients and how often should your practice actually um, consider updating your website? So Corey, for our listeners out there, you know, if can they make changes to their website to drive appointments if they're not in the market to develop a new website? Absolutely, yeah. There's plenty of ways that uh, you can take your existing website and improve on that. So you don't have to think of it as biting off a whole new website project, and that's way more than most of us have the time to uh, chew and, and digest on. But yeah, it can it can be something simple. Um, if you have an older website, you'll probably need to get some sort of outside help from like a, a website developer or a programmer, just because the older technology, everything was um, it was hard coded, it was HTML, and it's kind of it's not very user friendly. The new stuff is a little bit more um, pliable and easier to understand. So if you have a newer website, something like built in Drupal or WordPress, typically you can probably go in and and make some of those changes. If it's if it's older, I would say maybe more than like six or seven years old, um, which I know a lot of practices have, then you might need to get some outside help. But you can certainly update and change those things, uh, kind of put a new, fresh new paint and coat on there, or fresh new, um, yeah, paint, coat of paint is what I'm trying coat to say. Coat of paint. It's early in the morning. It is early. It's way too early. Um, without actually completely tearing the whole thing down and starting over. Okay, that's a good point. So why don't you real quickly just touch on it for our audience um, how often should they be in their website making changes? Is this a once in a blue moon type of change that they're going to be making in order to increase appointment request, or should they be in their in their website, you know, as, as an ongoing basis? Is the website more of a brochure for the practice, or is it something that should be dynamic and changing all the time? Yeah, well, we like to say that websites are kind of the living, breathing organism, and um, you can change it. Really, I mean, best practices you want to be doing something every every couple of days, every week, every other week, adding content, changing something. But we know that that's not you know viable for a lot of us because you know there's so many other responsibilities and so many other things going on. So it really kind of depends on the size of your practice and the amount of time that you have to dedicate to it. But one thing that um, we do suggest is that. You don't want to just kind of set it and forget it, you know, and then like, like you mentioned brochure. So you don't want to set the website up and then walk away from it for six months, year or year plus, because uh, that can be really harmful to your SEO. Google, in one of the latest updates, um, they've said that they really value content that's constantly changing and, and updating to help the searcher kind of get the best answer possible to whatever they're searching for. Yeah, totally. So, Corey, I have a client that is all over me um, for increasing appointment request 
for them. And um, so let's give it our best shot and let's give folks some three easy steps that they can do right now to increase appointment requests via their website. Sure. Well, the first one that I wanted to talk about was that people today, they interact with their website in a very different way than they used to. And so it used to be they would go to whatever your practice name is.com. They'd see the front page. They'd look at your sliders and all of the information on there. And then they'd click around, maybe find their doctor or you know find the phone or whatever they were looking for. Um, but today, it's, it's really different because of the way that search engines have kind of evolved. So someone has a question or they're looking specifically for, let's say, your office location or a bio about one of your physicians. And so they're going to enter the website and they're looking, they're going to land just on that bio page most likely. And that's all they're going to see because that's all that they really came there for. So uh, number one tip to increase appointment requests on your website is to have a call to action on every page. So what this means basically is that if someone comes in and they're just looking for Dr. Smith, uh, they click on Dr. Smith bio in Google, they land there, they read the, the bio, they're like, cool, that looks like someone I want to um, help me with whatever my health issue is. You should make it as easy as possible for them to schedule that appointment. So you should have a nice big button on the page that says uh, request appointment or schedule appointment or call this number, whatever the case may be. But you want to make it as simple and easy as possible on every single page of the website. Yeah, and I mean, it's now nowadays it's all about user experience, and you literally have to go through these pages where people are landing and identify what it is, you know, what steps in the process do you want them to take in order to ultimately. Um, turn into an appointment request. I saw an industry report on salaries related to marketing positions with large companies, and more and more we're seeing the growth of a new set, a new position, um, especially with the large brands that is focused all about this user experience. And so, having individuals that understand, you know what a patient needs to do once they land on their website, even if they land on one of your back, um, kind of your back door pages, you know, maybe they land on a location page. So what's the next thing that you want them to do? Do you want them to click through and make a call? Do you want them to check out, you know, who the doctor is at, at that particular location or you want them to click and go through an appointment request and, and follow through that funnel? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's perfect segue into step number two is tell them exactly what you want them to do because, you know, you might have the phone number on the top of the page or on the bottom of the page, wherever you have it, and, and that's it. And it sounds silly, but if you have something on the page that says, call this number for appointments, then it makes all the difference in the world between, you know, someone thinking, well, that number is just for established patients or I don't, you know, it, it, uh, it's a small tweak that can really make a big difference in the day-to-day. Yeah, I've been going through a, a client's website. Um, so we have, we have websites listed, we built them two years ago, and we're in them all the time, you know, doing updated news posts or blog posts or procedures or testimonials. But now we've really made an effort this last quarter of um, 2016 and into 2017 to start really looking at the sites that we work in day in and day out from a user um kind of user experience standpoint. So I was in a site just the other day, Corey, and noticed that I was on a page that was just super long. I mean, there's just so much information. And so sometimes we'll build these landing pages around a particular procedure or a pain point. And I think we were on like a, a vein. It was it was for varicose veins. And it was just, we had so many pieces of content and they all kind of tied in together. And this page was like a hub that, you know, after I looked at it and looked at it and came back to it, you know, I figured, you know, from a user standpoint, at least for me, 
I needed like three different call to actions on the page, knowing that my user may not get to the bottom of that page to where that call to action was. Right. So kind of embedding it and really just testing those embeds and seeing where those call to actions work for you. And, um, you know, you can do some A-B testing. I think that actually, that's probably our third tip, is that you should be doing some A-B testing. Yeah, I would say definitely. It, um, one of the things that uh, you can do, especially, if, so if you have a newer website, you can do this really easy. If you have an older one, like I said, you probably have to work with some sort of web designer or programmer to get it done. Um, but it's still worth spending some time on. Um, it's just the way that uh, the website's set up, like Jen was saying, with maybe the call to action is worded just a little bit differently. You know, um, it, it makes sense to take some time and let's let's say we have a really popular page on your website and you put two calls to action on it. Well, maybe maybe two calls to action is too many. So maybe, maybe it's just the one. Maybe uh, request an appointment doesn't work as well as schedule an appointment. Maybe uh, the phone number works better as a click-through rather than leading to a form or maybe the form needs to be on that particular page and that works better than clicking something and taking you to a different page and all these things they sound kind of trivial and small and silly and in a way they are but in a way they can also be the difference between someone saying well this is too confusing and leaving or actually going through and um, completing whatever the call to action is and that conversion is yeah and i would say also when you're going in and you know spending a little time on your site and on these page and pages you know, focusing on how to get somebody to take advantage of your call to action and ultimately schedule an appointment, you need to look at your site from a user experience standpoint, not just on your desktop, but on your mobile device and on your iPad, because the user experience is very different. And so I, I often rely on the reports that we get through Google Analytics to tell me what people are looking at, what browsers they're using, so that I can customize that process and that funnel you know, per particular device that they're using. And sometimes it's a little different on a mobile device from a call to action standpoint than it might be on a desktop device. And so keep that all in mind. Yeah, definitely. If you have a uh, responsive site, which you should by now, um, you know, the call to action, it needs to be like a nice big button, typically kind of near the bottom of the phone because that's where we're all sort of holding it and interacting with it. In an ideal world, that's what every website would, would do or every page on your site would do, I should say. Yeah, you can't actually see what Corey's doing as he's explaining that, but it's almost from like an ergonomic standpoint. You know, you're holding your, your phone in your right hand and it's your thumb that's doing the clicking. And so where is it on the bottom, towards the bottom of the phone that you should place that phone number? And so it's things like that from a user, user experience standpoint that we're paying attention to. Right. And again, maybe that's, you know, that you might be thinking, well, that sounds so silly. Like, what's the difference between having the button at the top or, or one that is on the bottom or kind of follows you around? But, you know, if it's a mobile world, and, and again, this will depend on your practice and um, your demographic of patients. For instance, we work with one client that's in a little bit older area and they only see about 20% or so for mobile. So obviously we're not as concerned there as we are with some of the other practices where we're actually seeing um, like almost 60% of traffic coming from mobile. So uh, definitely consult with your analytics um, before you decide which kind of path you're going to go down and how you're going to rate these priorities of the changes you're going to make. Yeah, and I would say, you know, think in terms also of the fact like, so Corey just mentioned we have this client that's got an older demographic, you know, and when we're looking at it from a user experience standpoint and trying to get patients to go through that funnel to ultimately schedule an appointment, just the size of the font and the color combinations that are being used on the page 
can make or break the their ability to see what we need them to see and get to that final call to action. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm a big fan of um, whatever you're going to have the content, like the main uh, body of your page, it should be white. I think it's just easier. It, it loads faster. It looks better. Um, and I know that some of the older sites in particular, I remember when we took over for one of our, our clients, everything was on a, uh, everything was black. It was a black background and Ooh, white yeah. text. And, and then there was a bunch of teal in there because he thought it looked kind of classy and it was kind of a mess. So we really streamlined everything down, made it really simple and easy to read. In addition to doing those three steps that we had talked about, now we've got a call to action on every page. We're telling them what to do, and we've experimented with the colors and the sizes and everything until and, and we're really happy with the result that we're getting. Absolutely. So I think that's probably about it. We, you know, Little things that you can do to get more, more appointment requests on your website. The biggest thing is take some time to look at what you're currently doing and what minor tweaks can you make to help drive the patient through that um, through the, through your website through a positive user experience yeah absolutely if um, you haven't looked at your website in a long time which I know that we can all be guilty of um, take five minutes and just sit in front of a computer or on your phone and look at it and I can guarantee you're gonna find something that you're gonna want to change so uh, with that I'm Corey and I'm Jennifer and we'll catch you in the next one Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.